The following is a hoop ball presentation. Don't call it a comeback. Chicago been here for years. I'm just kidding, but this is the year Chicago's been here. Welcome to NBA Today Who Ball Presentation. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Make sure you check out the fine folks of HoopBall on Twitter at HoopBallTweetsOnline, Hoop-Ball.com. You know, heading into last night, as Portland built a 20-point lead over the Chicago Bulls, I was like, eh, here we go again. Another game on NBA TV that's going to drop the ball, and it sucks because you had a nice close nail bite between the Lakers and the Grizzlies, and now you come down to this game, and it's like, eh, whatever, right? This is just the normal way of things. Portland, with their stable of talent, outclasses Chicago, which, let's be real, they are a much improved team this year compared to what they were last year, but they were terrible last year, and now they're just merely a bad team. So in my mind, I'm like, whatever, this is just yet another case of you know, another blot. We've seen how many this year? So many. Well, Portland goes, and they built the 50th 20-point lead in the NBA so far this season. There's been 50 20-point NBA leads. 50 of them. Count them. But something different happened. Last night, Portland became the first team to lose after that big a lead. That's right. They lost that game. Chicago came back and stunned the Blazers 111-108. to uh, keyed by a huge third and fourth quarter. They were down 39-21 to at the end of the first. Uh, and then from that point on, they outscored the Trailblazers in every quarter. And this is a game that only had five lead changes and two ties. But, yeah, this was this was a fire game. Kobe White had 21 points and a career high 10 rebounds. Otto Porter added a double-double of his own with 19 points and 13 rebounds. This was balanced scoring. The Bulls had seven players in double figures. Uh including Levine, Zach Levine, who finished with 18 points and 9 assists. Uh, this was this was a tight back-and-forth game. And the Blazers, two stars, played well. CJ McCollum led the Blazers with 26 points, including six threes. Damian Lillard had 24 points and 9 assists. And like I said, the Bulls chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. They tied this in the fourth quarter at 91. Uh, Otto Port hit a three-pointer. Then Garrett Temple hit a three to give the Bulls a 96-94 lead with about six minutes left. Portland went whack up 100-98 on a Carmelo Anthony three-pointer. Then Patrick Williams for Chicago struck back with the floater. And then Otto Port with a pull-up jumper made it 104-100, just over three minutes left. After that, Lou was found in a three-point attempt. He made all three of those, pulling Portland within three. Then he added two more free throws, 30 seconds left to narrow the gap further. But then, you know, Zach Levine, his step-back three-pointer appeared to be the game winner. Until Lillard made a three to get the Blazers within a point with 5.7 seconds left to go. But fortunately, Kobe White secured the victory with a pair of free throws in the final moments. This is crazy. Uh, with this loss, the Blazers are now 3-4. and four. They were coming off a 137-122 loss to Golden State on Sunday. If y'all remember, Steph Curry went bananas and dropped that career at 62. And then they did this. Now, they didn't shoot very well in the fourth quarter. Portland did, but still. Chicago outplayed them. Chicago played harder. Uh, after going 0-3 to start the season, the Bulls have now won three, four of their last five games, including a 118-108 victory over the Mavs. Uh, remember, that was a game Levine had 39 points. So... This is impressive for them. Even more impressive, they were without Larry Markkinen, Ryan Archidiakono, Chandler Hutchinson, and Thomas Stadaransky for the fourth straight game because of the league 
uh, COVID-19 protocols, and Hutchinson and Stanaransky tested positive and are isolating. So you could basically say short staff day at the office, and the Bulls found a way to get the thing done. That is really, really cool. Uh, again, this is a game that I was like, eh, whatever, we'll see how it goes, and then it went, and it went, and it went. Very impressive. Another game that I would love to talk about here. The Spurs, they stopped a four-game slide. They survived a Clippers rally to pull out the win 116-113. And and let me tell you, this game, the Spurs had control from the get. Uh, and then they, uh, they they lost it. The Spurs ended up hitting a franchise record 23-pointers. They had 11 in the first half. Uh, Patty Mills led the way for the Spurs with 27 points off the bench and a career-high eight three-pointers. Uh, but they had, he had help. John T. Murray had 21 points. Rudy Gay had 16. LaMarcus Aldridge had 14. And then Kelton Johnson grabbed a career-high 11 rebounds. And let me give a, a shout-out to Kelton Johnson. He has played so well. Second-year player as a starting, or third-year player, if I remember, as a starting power forward for the San Antonio Spurs, has been superb in his role. He brings solid three-point shooting. He brings energy, ability to penetrate, to, to get to the basket, and this is his second year in the league. And he's just early sample size, of course, but he only played 17 games last season. So at a certain point in time, we're just going to say, hey, this market improvement. Went from averaging 9 points, 3 rebounds, and just under an assist tonight to 15 points, 8 rebounds, and 2.6 assists a game. That is beyond impressive. Shooting 47% from the field and 41% from three on three attempts tonight. Kellen Johnson, I really think he's legit. This guy, you know, he's in the early conversation, as everyone is during this early part of the season, for most improved player. <laughs> yeah, it's just that time of the year. Y'all know it. Anyways, the Spurs got off to a huge lead. But then, the Clippers, I mean, they came back in a major way. The Spurs were up as much as 20. Um, At the half, they were up by 12. The Clippers scored 40 points in the third quarter. 40 points to pull within one. Leonard had 11 points and Beverly had three threes to help them rally. I'm sorry, they were down from 19 at halftime. The Spurs opened the second quarter with an 18-3 run. Um, and that's what eventually pushed their lead uh, to those double digits that they had. But the Spurs, man, this is this was good. This was really, really good. Um, Clippers kept clawing. Lillard scored just two points in the fourth quarter. Um, his final shot from the right side with five seconds left missed under good pressure from DeMar DeRozan, who didn't have a great statistical night, but I thought brought a lot of balance to the Spurs. Uh, for the night, DeMar DeRozan only... Uh, shot three and nine from the field, six points, five rebounds, six assists. But he did have a key block. Uh, Keldon Johnson finished with nine points, eleven rebounds. Lamarcus Aldridge hit two big threes to kind of maintain some semblance of order uh, for that late Clippers rally in the third. They overwhelmingly took over, but Lamarcus Aldridge was at least able to kind of stem the tide there. He had fourteen and six. Dejounte Murray played a lot better this game, twenty-one points, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, Lonnie Walker didn't shoot that well, but Patty Mills, man, this guy was on fire. And Devin Bissell played solidly as well. So you had that. And for the Clippers, uh, they were without Paul George. He had tweaked an ankle in the win against Phoenix. So he was out. Nick Batum stepped up in a major way. He finished double figures with 21 points, 9 rebounds, 2 of 5 from 3. Uh, Patrick Beverly, we already mentioned that he had uh, three threes in the third quarter. He had 20 points, 
8 rebounds and 8 assists, 7 of 10 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3. Lou Williams, eh, not the most efficient shooting night, but 15 points, 2 rebounds and 2 assists. It was some pretty decent bounce from the Clippers, considering that they were shorthanded. The one guy who did not come to play, Serge Ibaka. I want to say Serge Ibaka tonight because he had 2 blocks, right? Can I say that? Whatever, I did. 3 points, 2 blocks, 1 steal, 5 rebounds. Not too great there, uh, but, you know, the Spurs... I still think they are a playing game candidate. And they have the youngest team. I might add, a little piece of trivia here. The youngest team that Coach Popovich has, has been at the helm of since he came on. The average uh, age is 25.6. We always see these oldest dirt spurs of Tony, Manu, and Tim. But, I mean, this team, this is young and they're gunning. This is not your, uh, your, your dad's of San Antonio Spurs. Or your granddad's. Or your uncle's. This is, this is a new generation of spurs. <laughs> I'm going to keep going here. The Lakers held on to outlast the Grizzlies 94-92. The Grizzlies actually had control for much of this game in a very poor shooting game for both teams. Uh, They had some control heading in the fourth. They kept it tight. They even had the lead for most of it. But down the stretch, one team has Anthony Davis and LeBron James. The other team has Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks. Really Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks. But that was the the, the key to victory. Uh, Both LeBron and AD scored 26 points apiece. Uh, with LeBron throwing in 11 rebounds and 7 assists, while Dennis Schroeder uh, chipped in with 12. Uh, compare that to the Grizzlies, who had Jonas Valanciunas, Dylan Brooks, and Gorgie Jang. Uh, each lead Memphis with 13 points apiece, uh, while Brandon Clark added 12. And then Valanciunas, for good measure, threw in 13, 11 rebounds. So it was just a really rough game. Uh, Los Angeles trailed 79-77 with 5 minutes left. The two uh, huge guys for LA combined for a 9-2 run and an 86-81 lead. Uh all in all, James and Davis combined for a run of 15 points late in the fourth to take the lead to 92-83 with 31 seconds left. And while, yes, the Grizzlies scrambled back in a way that the Grizzlies can with the grit and grind fashion, yes, the identity still does exist. In the end, the Lakers pulled it out. Uh, now they're on a four-game winning streak. They entered the game as the only NBA team ranked in the top five in offensive and defense efficiency. They're second offensively and fourth defensively. Uh, so this is going to be interesting uh, if that can hold out because, you know, the championship layoff, is that still a thing? I tend to think so, but so far so good. They Even the losses they've had have not been blowouts. Um, both KCP, who had a left ankle sprain, and Ice Caruso, who was out for health and safety protocol, they were not in this game, but both appeared uh, ready to return in coming games according to Frank Vogel. So uh, if you're a Lakers fan or a big fan of either of those two players, that is great to see. Um Marcus only hit one three, but I'm really happy the way that he's come back around a little bit. Uh, only three points, four rebounds, two assists. But he looks a little bit more comfortable out there, uh, and I, I'm glad to see that happen. In the end, I mean, that's the thing. LeBron and AD. AD actually totally uh, outshot and outscored LeBron from the three-point land. Four out of ten from three, 40% for AD, while LeBron went out of four. Uh, but both finished uh, shooting in the 50s in terms of percentage, and a decent game for the two. Minnesota lost to Denver 123 to 116. I totally butchered that one to go with the winning team first, and I said it when I did it. My mistake. In a game that was surprisingly close, uh, Nikola Jokic, even though he had 35, 15, and 6, he did look at times uncomfortable, and this is saying something for a guy who shot 60% from the field, but he did. 
Uh, with that being said, I mean, I just said it. 35 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. Monster game for him. Will Barton chipped in with 20. Jermichael Green off the bench with 17. Uh, and then you had three other guys in double figures. Jamal Murray with 13. Gary Harris with 10. Paul Millsap with 10. Oh, and one other guy, Fakundu Kambazo off the bench with 11 points and 2 assists. And it was all too much for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are again playing without both Josh Koji and, more importantly, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, stepping up in his absence was D'Angelo Russell, who finished with 33 points on 47% shooting, 11 assists as well, four three-pointers knocked in. Uh, but aside from him and Juan Hernan Gomez, who had 25 points, uh, 10 in the fourth quarter, 10 of 14 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, 8 rebounds and 2 assists against his old team, uh, you really weren't getting a whole lot of efficient shooting from anywhere else. Malik Beasley, 5 of 16 for 15 points. Anthony Edwards, 6 of 19 for 15 points. 0 of 3 for Ricky Rubio. Jake Lehman and Jared Vanderbilt. Jake Lehman, 2 of 3. Jared Vanderbilt, 4 of 5 in, in, in some big minutes along with 5 rebounds. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, he also had a little bit of foul trouble having to guard Jokic. And although it was against his old team, I mean, it's low efficiency. I mean, it's not low efficiency, it's low volume. The guys you're really relying on making shots outside of D'Angelo Russell just didn't get you there. Kind of unfortunate. But um, that that's where that went. Not a whole lot to add there. Fun game, not a stretch. Uh, Denver took control toward the end of the fourth and, and pulled away. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves went on a very ill-timed scoring drought. And ultimately, that one f- proved fatal. Brooklyn blew out Utah without Kevin Durant, 130-96. to Holy smokes, this game was, uh, it was uh, over very early. Kyrie Irving scored 20 of his 29 points in the first half. Brooklyn had lost two straight in four out of five, but they never trailed this one. They led 35-14 after the first quarter. They led 63-44 to at halftime. This 19-point lead was their biggest halftime lead in about 10 months. Uh, last time they had a lead this big was uh, in a game in March of last year. Crazy to say that, but they had a 139-120 win over San Antonio, and they had a 21-point halftime lead, 75-54. to uh, This is crazy. Kyrie went crazy. Uh... He had help from Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. Uh, Jared Allen had the start. Yes, he got the start. And he uh, rewarded the coach with his thinking there, Steve Nash, with his third double-double of the season, 19 points and 18 rebounds. Um, LeVert came off the bench and was a little bit more efficient. He scored 24 points, and Joe Harris chipped in with 10. Um, yeah, the Nets did not love in the second half either. It was crazy. Brooklyn actually extended their lead from 92-70 to 98-73. to 73. Uh for the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell led them with the game high 31 points. Jordan Clarkson added 12, and Rigo Bear and Royce O'Neal had 10 straight, you know, or 10 straight, 10 each. But that was it. They weren't ready. They 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 came. They were lost from the get. Um, and Brooklyn took over in a major way. Uh, this game was the first of four for Brooklyn this week. They host Philadelphia on Thursday, uh, and they have Oklahoma City on Sunday, and they travel to Memphis on Friday. So this will be interesting uh, to see how the Nets pull out without having. Kevin Durant available, but so far, such an encouraging sign. Uh, Nets play Philadelphia again, like I mentioned, Thursday. Jazz will be playing the Knicks. Maybe they can bounce back then, but then again, these Knicks have been scrappy. These Knicks have been, dare I say, competent. So we'll see how it works out. All right, previewing tonight's games. Remember, all times Eastern. At 7, we have the Rockets versus the Pacers. That should be a fun game to check out. Also, we have the Cavs versus the Magic, two teams that are still... Even at four and three and five and two in the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference right now. Seven o'clock, Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook return against the 
Eastern Conference leading MVP playing 76ers. I'm just kidding, but Joel Embiid is playing monstrous. 7.30, the Hornets will play the Hawks. That should be a fun game. Also, 7.30 in ESPN, the Celtics will play the Heat. Got a clash of uh, last year's Eastern Conference Finals. 7.30, got the Jazz and the Knicks. Then you have the Pistons and the Bucks. One and six Pistons who uh, have lost Killian Hayes to a labral tear in his hip. That is unfortunate, and that might be a little more lasting. We'll have to see how that goes. But, um, yeah, not what you need at 14. That was already kind of, let's face it, bottom of the barrel. 8 o'clock, Thunder vs. Pelicans. That game can go one of two ways. Really fun or really not? 9 o'clock, this is a must-win for the Raptors, in my opinion. The 1-5 Raptors will be playing the Phoenix Suns. Not only should it be a fun game, but I definitely am anxious to see how Toronto bounces back. 10 o'clock, another game that should be very interesting. The Clippers will be playing the Warriors. Yep, yep, one of those. Warriors still the underdogs in this one, but they've played well as of late. Won a couple of games in a row, strung together a couple of victories, and they are just one game behind the Clippers at 4-3. and three. And then last but not least, the Bulls on the second half of the back-to-back, 4-4 four four will be playing the 3-4 and four Kings. That could go either way. Bulls have been playing a lot better. But the Kings have been scrappy as well. Games to watch for me, I'm checking out that Raptors-Suns matchup for sure. I will also be watching Clippers vs. Warriors, get a peek at that. Uh, games I will probably look past, and I'm not going to give so much attention to the Pistons vs. Bucks. I mean, we already saw a little bit of that, and it worked out overwhelmingly in the Bucks' favor. I'm um, another game that I'll probably... Just kind of glaze over uh, Jazz versus Knicks. I definitely want to see uh, how it goes in the early going, but I-, I expect the Jazz to bounce back in a major way. Am I putting too much misguided faith in them? Maybe so. I don't know. But uh, that's where I'm going with it. All right. Well, that'll do it here for today's episode of NBA Today. Make sure to check out me on Twitter at CorbinMBA. Check out HoopBallHoop-Ball.com online at HoopBallTweets. We have a lovely, lovely, lovely sponsor, Manscaped.com. They have great, just beauty care supplies. But they're just prize jewel. That's a lawnmower 3.0, baby. Check that out. has everything you need to make sure that you have a clean, clean, clean experience down under. They also have these beautiful crop mops that I'm looking at right now and this refined perfume that I'll be spraying on myself before I head out to work because that's where I'm going. <laughs> but, um... Check it out, y'all. You can get a, a good discount on that with the promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Get 20% off your order plus free shipping. That is the offer. It is a bomb offer. Take advantage of said offer. All right, y'all. Until tomorrow, I am Frosty. Y'all stay frosty. And I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. All right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.